0: Wherever you listen, throughout the world, it's football time. All right, and we're back for another week of the Gridiron, guys. Uh... Charging in off a big one. I know I did. That was I'm feeling absolutely worse for wear. So again, for the members, I apologise for this next 30, 45 minutes. If you hear a lot of breathing, it's just because I've just had an absolute donny whacker over the weekend. But anyways, how have you been? Uh, Cam.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty good. I actually kind of want to touch on your trip over the weekend. I know uh, you absolutely sent it for a couple of days in Byron Bay and you you've earned it for your footy trip. Um, <laughs> you were telling me a bit of a story, and you took an opportunity to sort of think, "Oh, maybe I can spruce the podcast." Well, you were speaking to a we sh- we won't name
0: him, <laughs> uh, Western Bulldogs player up in Byron Bay, and what did you get from him? Absolute donuts, man! The poor bloke, like he's talking. We're talking about like, what do you like to do outside of footy? And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I don't really watch too much footy, this and that." Oh, you know, do you watch NBA, NFL? No, nah, I don't really watch that. Um, oh, I don't know. Do you watch Netflix, mate? Yes. No, not really. Just kind of go to footy, go home, hang out, fucking watch paint dry like this bloke. He's just, and credit to him. He had a nice after party, but fuck me, you're a rare bloke. If you're bringing over an after party to your Airbnb and you've got 30 seltzers to share for fucking 20 people, Like, don't invite everyone over at four o'clock in the morning then.
1: Yeah, that's that's a rare play by him. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I thought that's a good play by you trying to speak the podcast, get yourself out there. Um, but yeah, let's get tucked into it now. Um, the only breaking news I sort of thought of thought this week was we saw the end of Chase Young's season due to an ACL
0: injury. Yeah, that's huge for them. Look, they had a good win over the weekend, but you sort of you haven't been talking about their defense this year, and I think we've touched on this once or twice. <clears throat> But their defense has just been a shadow of itself since last year, and that's what got them to the playoffs. So, uh, look, I don't know if this affects them too much because, again, Chase Young hasn't been in the spotlight as well, so maybe it's just the next man up mentality. But it's definitely going to be a kick in the guts either way.
1: Yeah, that hurts them. And I think, yeah, the Washington football team's stadium has just been an absolute chaos for them over the years. That turf is shit out, and they just
0: talk about how many injuries sort of happen on that field. Yeah, it's it's tough, but who knows? I think, look, with that win, they may stay in touch with their division, but realistically at three and six and with the way the Cowboys are playing, you're not looking likely, are you? No, it's a little bit too little too late.
1: Um, I suppose
0: talking of week 10, shall we have a look at it? What games have you caught your eye this week? Yeah, well, how about we start with the Thursday night game, which was supposed to be the absolute lock of the century, minus seven and a half, Ravens at home, playing against the Dolphins, Jacoby Brissett, tour with half an arm, like what the hell happened there? Yeah,
1: I really wanted to talk about this and fire out, it was an absolute shit show from the get go. Uh, I expected Ravens blow out here. The <laughs> Miami defense and Miami offense has been mediocre to say the least. They were two and seven, I think, going into this game. They turned up and had a game plan to run zero blitz all game, blitzing secondaries and leaving their two all-pro pro bowl corners to lock up our wide receivers, and we made zero adjustments. Now, look – Lamar can take a little bit of the blame there, and that's fair. I think he probably should because they need to make adjustments, call some audibles, but far out, the uh, play calling, and I'll talk about it later in this, was absolutely horrendous. You've got patches in the middle that are just open. You run some slants. You run some quick dumps down the middle, and they just didn't do it, and we got pressured all day. And, yeah, I can't fathom Greg Roman's play calling for the life of me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, what did Lamar end up with? 26 or 43. Uh, two thirty-eight yards, one TD, one interception. He got sacked four times. Um, he was your leading rusher as well with thirty-nine yards. So, uh, Rashad Bateman was your leading receiver with eighty yards. The rest were pretty low down there. Like plenty of targets, but just a whole lot of misses and drops. And you just can't build a drive off that.
1: Oh, no, it's horrendous. Our, our run game is barely non-existent. Like I think that's what we're used to being known for is our run game is so dominant and we can run off the back of that. It was just nowhere to be seen. I know injuries have plagued us this year at running back, but, I mean, we cut Le'Veon Bell this week, so it might mean Latavius Murray's back, hopefully. But we just got nothing going. And then the defence, the Ravens are known for their defence, but our secondary have given up some of the most horrific big plays in the game. There was one late in the game after we scored a touchdown And it's just inexcusable. I think our secondary is
0: getting burnt for the most yards by any team. Yeah, well, you got done on that play. I know it was called back, but what did he drop it down (laughs) to the big lineman? And he managed to absolutely ram rail his way through there for a TD. Best non-TD I've ever seen this season.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I saw they put it up on their elevator at the uh, Miami facility. It was Look, to be fair, Miami played a good game and credit to them. That's probably the best they've played this season. And they had a good game plan and they
0: executed it well. Yeah, no credit to him. Uh, moving on to the other games, I suppose for a start, uh, unfortunately Denver went down to Philly. Uh, so Mikel got the one over me. We did have a little bet on it, so now I am unable to enjoy myself for the whole of the silly season. Uh, and that's tough to. That was tough to swallow, especially since I was coming down right in the middle, just watching this game, and going, "Oh dear, what is going on? I can barely even touch my <laughs> breakfast here, and they can barely even touch a footy." So just blimey dead
1: yeah they came out and wiped the floor with you really like it was more of a buyout than i expected the eagles are playing better football than i anticipated
0: and hertz has gone pretty well geez yeah they ran it pretty well too didn't they 214 yards and hertz only threw it 20 odd times for 170 yards but it was on the other side we got a little bit of running going teddy again oh, look this is what i said at the start of the year i was pretty happy with him to be honest but it was one of those things where you're looking at a guy he throws 200 yards zero TDs, zero interceptions and you're like look it's not bad but he's not good and that's where the issue lies you need to be winning you like at least live by the sword die by the sword type stuff because that's how you're going to get to that next level you can't win with those safe stuff and it just didn't work yeah,
1: you're very right, and it's actually quite disappointing for your Broncos because the AFC West has been blown wide open. Each team, I mean, Chiefs are sort of coming to their own now and showing what team they're actually capable of, but you guys had an opportunity to put yourself right in contention. You're not out, but it makes it a bit harder.
0: No, not at all. I mean, especially when you look at it, Chiefs sitting on top six and four, Chargers five and four, Vegas five and four, and we're five and five, and we go going to the bye this weekend. So, But our biggest issue is that we're missing out on the tiebreakers at the moment, so... And you just got to win those games where you're playing against those. Look, the NFC East is a woeful division. So you've got four easier games and you've got to take them.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, Looking through some of the other slate of games, the Patriots have absolutely blown the door out of the Browns. Mac Jones is starting to really hit some form and Bill's
0: got this defence humming. Jeez, he's a hot man, isn't he? Like, <laughs> Mac Jones is so good. And to think that we were sitting here sort of at the start of the year thinking, I mean, we knew he would fit well with the system. This was going to be a great pick for them. It was always going to work, but didn't realize it was going to work this well. And this just shows, you know, last year it was like, oh, Brady's the, maybe the QB and Bill's maybe the two I see. But now we can sort of see it's a bit of both, and Bill's clearly got some nuance about him. Nounce about him. <laughs> <It's> about him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, look, yeah, I'm really happy. For, well, I shouldn't say I'm happy for them because I got over the Patriots and it's interesting to see them back so quickly. But, yeah, look, they're coming in as a bit of a dark horse flying through the AFC East at the moment because the Bills aren't going as well as anticipated. Had a good win this
0: week. Mm. But that just leaves that division open for those two to play each other going down the stretch. Pretty much, yeah. I think they'll work on the tiebreakers because, look, to be honest, Miami and New York not going to trouble them. Um, but, no, great game between them. they really got a humming. Cleveland, Rocks and diamonds, clearly. Last week, they looked so good. Oh, no, ABJ, look at us. Baker Mayfield, super good. This week, pfft, um, 11 of 21, 73 yards, one TD, one interception. It's just a debacle. And I think, you like, Johnson still got almost 100 yards, but they, like, they got nothing going. Without their running backs, they are nothing
1: yeah, I agree. Without Chubb and Hunt in that backfield, it makes it very difficult for them. And the defense, that's my biggest surprise, I suppose. Their defense, which is high caliber, got blown out by forty for 45 points. So that says a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a wild game. What about, let's go to the Lions and the Steelers. The Lions almost pulling off the miracle win, uh, 16 all in overtime. Oh, crazy. Like, I wouldn't say it was a great game. There's a fair few errors at the end there to finish it off, but... <laughs> It's always good to keep your heart in your mouth with those sort of ones.
1: Yeah, I was cheering the Lions home there. They probably had they probably had more chances to win it than the Steelers did. The Steelers looked no good with Mason Rudolph under centre. The conditions were horrible. The defence kept them in this game well and truly. Goff got pressured deluxe this week. Uh, their line actually held up better in the run game. DeAndre Swift ran riot. They ran for so many yards. Um because they brought back, I think, Taylor Decker's back from injury to go to left tackle, and they've moved their first-round pick, Penny Sewell, to right tackle, and it's shaped it up pretty nicely.
0: Yeah, no, they had a field day out there, didn't they? And I think we mentioned this before, that if the Lions want to get that first win, it's got to be off the back of Swift. He's the guy, because um, you look at it, Goff's not there too much. You've got sort of Raymond St. Brown and Benson and even TJ. Like, TJ did nothing that game as well, so that was awesome for us.
1: Yeah, look, we got away with a fantasy victory thanks to TJ Hawkinson's played all game and got zero points. So, look, thanks a lot, TJ.
0: Look, but it's good. I think as well, Najee Harris, what a kid, man. Uh, I mean, it was pretty funny that he obviously didn't realise that NFL could end in draws um, because he's obviously never had to experience (laughs) close games. But, uh, look, he's just a character, isn't he? He's great for the game. He's so good at running, uh, but he's just also just a, a good bloke off the field, really.
1: Yeah, they've got their future at running back there sewn up. They just need to find that quarterback to succeed Big Ben in the future. I think that's the issue for Steelers at
0: the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think moving on, uh, we tried to tie up the week with the Rams be the 49ers, which again, we thought might be the lock of the century. But again, turned on its head. Debo Samuel absolute took the piss out of the Rams.
1: Yeah, look, I think San Fran controlled this game from the get-go. Back-to-back picks for Matty Stafford, one ending in a pick six, which was, I can't remember who took it, but absolutely brilliant play. And San Fran just controlled it with the run game. They just ran it down <laughs> their throats against a, a decent Rams defense, a very good Rams defense, mind you. And they had, their first drive was 11 minutes long. They nearly took up the whole first quarter, and then they just ran drive after drive after drive down their throats. And that's the game plan worked.
0: That was a game plan. Because, I mean, you looked at Matty Stafford and he came out. You saw he tried to target. So, OBJ played his first game the same with Von Miller. So, you sort of thought this is going to be pretty good. Von Miller and Aaron Donald, Stafford and OBJ. So, he went there first throw. looked really nice. But then uh, they went up the field and, I don't know, OBJ went left. Stafford went right. But it still was a poor throw by Stafford. You could see the overthrows all day. It just – it was crazy. Like, there's guys right there, and he's just shooting it straight over his hand, like just absolutely belting into him. Like that's how that second interception came because he tried to throw a screen pass. Yeah, just come straight out the off the out the gloves of the old mate, and just into into our mate's hands for a pick six.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's interesting looking at how the Rams have sort of gone about and they've picked up two absolute studs who you said would have said a few years ago that Super Bowl material now. People have said that, but I wonder, is that the recipe for success, what they're trying to do here in just picking up like superstars like the NBA?
0: Look, I think it's not a bad shout. It's not going to be a long-term winner, that's for sure. It's a maybe Mm. this year, and it doesn't even sound very good next year, for sure. Uh, But, look, it's the only play that they've got at the moment, so they may as well because they have no draft picks. So you may as well just go all in because, well, like there's no point rebuilding now let's be honest. It's just go, go, go for the next two to three years. And then if that doesn't work, then you fall down the ladder again. And then that's when you rebuild. Yeah. I think you're right there. So look, that was a
1: good way to finish up the week. And look, there was multiple upsets this week. Um, Four underdogs had double digit wins. So, I mean, this just really shows what the NFL is like. Anyone can match up against anyone and get the win. Yeah.
0: It's a tough year to pick as we've noticed by our best bets. He struggled again, missing that one leg. It's, It hurts, isn't it? But uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm staying away for the Bills for a while.
0: Jeez, I I might have to get blitzed more often because that was an absolute reefer. <laughs> I woke up with a heap of money. So thank God because that paid for the Calvin Kleins, which is brilliant over the weekend. I'll tell you what, waking up after putting because I remember you messaged me and I was bleary as you're like, Man, can can we can we get your bets? I was like, mate. No worries. i got this. I got this. Can barely even see my phone. I'm just throwing down all these, all these options. Baker under. I, I don't even think I've ever thought in my life to go unders, let alone for a QB rushing. it was like nine or eight yards or something. Like it's ridiculous. But then I think about it more often. And we've always said this: maybe we should, no matter how good we think our bets are we should always just go the opposite because for some reason the universe is putting that out there and just no matter how good we think we are, we just got to do the opposite maybe.
1: Yeah, I was, I was super impressed by how you do. it. I don't know how you did it, but you pulled it off and it was a good win. That's your second win for the year. So, look, best bets are on a roll for you.
0: Yeah, we're back. Uh, should we moving on to some awards this week, starting with Rookie Watch?
1: Yeah, Rookie Watch, and I cannot go past Mac Jones, Uh, Mac Jones has been absolutely flying this week against the Browns. He went 19 for 23, 198 yards, three TD passes. Look, the last four games, they've won collectively 150 to to 50. So not to five, that's an absolute blitzing. (laughs) 150 to 50. I mean, look, Jones has really hit a rhythm. Their running game's got it going, even without Damian Harris for some of the weeks. Um, And then I look comparatively with his other counterparts in the draft first round QBs. He has had five games with 100-plus passer rating compared to zero for the other four. I know the others aren't playing as every game, but look, Jones is the pick of the litter.
0: Yeah, killing it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go this week. My big boy, Michael Parsons, again, uh, just harassed Matty Ryan and the Falcons. They had an absolute belter of a game, didn't they? 43-3. to three. He came out with six tackles, led the team. Uh, he got a sack, tackle for loss, couple QB hits, and just hounded them all day. He was all over the joint, so good onto him it's nice to see him back in the thick of it again
1: yeah the fact that they've like i think people talked about parsons going a little bit higher in the draft and he landed at the cowboys and they must just be laughing that that's what they've ended up with because he is a stud and he will be there for a very long time
0: easy done all right then on to the team of the year who have you got for offense
1: uh, offense, I guess we had the choice between the centre and the tight end, and i have taken the easy option of the tight end. I have gone Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Chiefs are back. They've got their mojo back. Mahomes is slinging it. I mean, he already was slinging it, but the defence was sort of making him do more. Uh, Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 119 yards, no TDs, but the reason he got me over the line this week was his post-game speech. <sighs> He thinks he's got his swagger back. Just a re- like a remake of the video that's just gone viral years and years ago. It was brilliant.
0: Love that. Uh, I've gone to the big fella. Uh, the centre from New England Patriots, David Andrews, they had a day out. We just mentioned it before, but their run blocking was elite that game. So they turned in a 90-plus run blocking grade. Um, there was only sort of two sacks now by other guys. Otherwise, the rest, there were only six total pressures allowed and our man wasn't even involved. So he had a great day under centre.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great pick. What have you gone for defence this week?
0: Uh, I have Kyle. Going back to the um, Patriots defence, uh, we've gone Big Duggar. He's popped out. Uh, he got one interception this week, and he also got a total of eight sacks, eight, eight, total, eight total tackles. <laughs> and a couple pass defences as well apologies i was for that. gonna say if,
1: if <laughs> yeah. he's had eight sacks at safety he is the best player in the league oh. uh yeah that, that's great uh i've also reached for the safety and gone adrian amos from the Green Bay packers four tackles three solo three passes defended and one intercept i guess he was part of a defense that locked up the seahawks for zero points and they also got dk Metcalf ejected so i think that's why i've gone him yeah, great day
0: out. Uh, moving on to flying. What did you have?
1: Flying this week, I have gone, and they're not always known for producing quarterbacks, but I've gone the Alabama quarterbacks in week 10. Now, we've had Jalen Hurts beat your boys, two are coming in during the game to beat my boys, and you've also got Mac Jones, who's absolutely throbbing at the moment. Now, look, yeah, Bama, we've, I guess we've always thought, oh, yeah, they've just got guys that are good playing in a, an elite team, but look, they've produced three starters in the NFL and they've got Bryce Young playing lights out, Heisman favorite at the moment. We potentially could be seeing four Bama starting quarterbacks in the future.
0: Yeah, it's good by them. Uh, I think for my flying this week, uh, didn't have a blinder of a game, but I just thought it was Cam Newton back on the roster. <laughs> Interesting play by Carolina to go back to the well, but anyways, that's fine. It's it's got that nostalgia feel about it, doesn't it? It was like a really welcome home uh, cam. So he trotted out. He had three for four with eight yards. He threw for one touchdown and he also rushed for another. So, and I think it was just, it wasn't blitzing anyone, but it was just a fun sort of thing to see welcoming back out. Uh, I don't think he's going to take the starting spot just yet because P.J. Walker, he's actually not too bad, come across from the oh. XFL, the Alliance, one of the two. Uh, yeah. But I think Sam Darnold's done, let's be honest. So between Walker and Newton, it could be a bit of a fun time out there.
1: Yeah, I'm actually excited to see what they're going to do in uh, Carolina here. And it's, it's it was a weird thing, we thought, seeing him come back, but those first two touches that he had, unbelievable. I heard he was getting reps in the first team this week, so we could see more of him. But you're right, PJ Walker did enough to sort of keep that job.
0: Yeah, very much.
1: All right, and then wrapping it up with dying, what do we got? Uh, I've gone the Ravens coaching, but I've gone namely Greg Roman, our offensive coordinator. (laughs) And now the Dolphins ran zero blitz all night, as we mentioned before, and he did not make adjustments at all. We ran a couple of screen passes last week that they broke free and got yards on and Greg Roman's called screen passes multiple times this week for fucking zero success. Mate, The it's not the best play in the world. Just because it worked twice the week before, doesn't mean it's that good. He, he would have thought it was the best thing he's ever done. Um, we just needed to make changes. They needed to make adjustments. They needed to throw over the middle. The commentators were showing where the holes were and the gaps were and like, everyone could see it by the coaches. So Greg Roman, could be under a bit of fire at the moment. Lamar's under pressure and getting smacked left, right and centre by that blitz. And it's set a blueprint potentially. So we'll see what happens
0: this week with the Bears. Yeah, tough week out there. Uh, for my dying, I'm going to go uh, poor old Teddy Bridgewater. I did say he had a bit of a tough game, but there was one that stood out in particular. There was a fumble, I believe, that came out. or scooped for a six in the end but it was just poor old Teddy Bridgewater it was right in the middle of the camera you see him just sort of balk at it and go oh do i get this and then no he did not look teddy i love you i think you should save yourself sure don't get injured but like please at least try just put your arms out and pretend you're not like tom brady aaron Rodgers. you you can't just like stop playing when you want to you actually got to go out there and grind and you didn't and now you're on the front page as well so you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time and the wrong decision
1: yeah your boy made a business decision there and it's just blown up it's not good for him
0: all right well that wraps up our awards again they'll be on our ig so get on to voting them we're you know getting close to the end of the year so it's quite nice to see all these things wrap up so i think we'll move on to our next segment all right i'm back to everyone's favorite segment michael's hot minute Stephen, how are you this evening
2: Good thanks, boys. How are you?
0: Yeah, very well. Yeah, not too bad. Still a bit salty about our bet. But anyways, I think you might have taken advantage of me, but that's fine.
2: Mate, the Broncos were favourites. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Well, now I'm stuck here without a white Christmas, so here we are. Joke's on me, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) right. do you want to tuck into it? Very good.
2: Yeah, sure. So I, um, I've turned my attention to the AFC North this week. And while there's been so much unpredictability in the NFL this year with upsets occurring regularly, this division takes it to a whole new level. We'll start with the Steelers, who after upsetting the Bills in week one, lost the next three before steadying the ship to then draw with the Lions, who haven't beaten anyone, albeit without Big Ben. The Bengals got hot to lead the division, blowing out the Ravens in the process before having consecutive losses to the Jets and the Browns. The Ravens led the AFC at one stage, with people mentioning Lamar in the MVP conversation, whoever had a blowout loss to the Bengals, and this week were dominated by Miami. The basket case that is the Browns just can't get it together, despite having what people say is one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, and were absolutely paddled by the Patriots on the weekend. All teams now sit around or just above the 500 mark, in what is currently the closest division alongside the AFC West. Does anyone actually want to take hold of this division and run away with it? You both had the Ravens and Browns finishing one and two in the division with predicted records that are now out the window. But I'm going to have to double down on my prediction and say that if Big Ben stays healthy, the Steelers will win this tight division and the the Browns, despite having the talent on their roster, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, look, yeah,
1: I think this one sort of comes to me here. and no, It's actually quite a hard one to pick. I would have said I actually might not disagree with you there about the Steelers. If the Steelers can kind of sling it together with Big Ben, they could take out this division, sadly. I think we're going to come down the stretch with a few division games coming up now. We've got a multiple against the Browns and the Steelers coming up. So if we can get through that, we're not too bad. Injury riddled at the moment. The Browns are the ones that are biggest disappointment. We had a bet together with you that they were going to finish above 500. Oh no, I think above 500, you said below 500, and it's starting yep. to sort of swing more your way. Uh, Zach, what do you think about this division?
0: Yeah, look, it's a bit all over the place, really. Oh, I like can't pick Baltimore to save my life. The Steelers are actually running hot, which we thought they were dead in the water, and you're correct. We gave a big band absolutely no hope this year, and now he's absolutely coming out and having some blinders. I mean, it depends how long he's out for because, let's be honest, Mason Rudolph still hasn't recovered from that helmet to the head. Cincinnati, uh, they come and they go, I suppose, but you gotta you got to give them fair chops. Like, they've got pretty much a rookie QB and a fair few rookies around him. So, credit to them. I think they're probably doing well. But, yeah, the Browns, they are just shocking. Like, their defense looks so hot. I'd probably rate theirs as one of the better in the leagues. On paper, but I suppose that's the whole thing about this. It's not played on paper, is it?
2: No, absolutely. I mean, I can't pick it. I mean, it's not like they're losing to good sides either. The Steelers have lost to good sides, but you look at the Ravens who on the weekend lost to Miami, who have barely won a game. Bengals lost to the Jets, who I think had won one going into that. It's just, it's unpredictable, and I just can't get a read on who actually is good and who's actually bad.
1: Yeah, I think that's the hardest thing, and I think... Like it's going to actually be pretty close. I think teams are going to take wins off each other. And I don't, I might just, I might agree with you here. And sadly, I think the Steelers will take this out. Ravens finishing second, Bengals fourth, Browns will make it to third.
2: (laughs) And so, so how, how many of those make playoffs? Top two?
1: I reckon only two. I reckon if they do take wins off each other, I reckon one will get in, obviously, for the win and one may scrape in. I think the kind of benefit they've got on the side is there is some shitter teams in the AFC outside of the top ones in each division. I suppose the AFC West has probably got more of a chance of getting multiple teams in.
0: Yeah. Well, I suppose looking at it currently, you've got Tennessee, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City as the top four. Then you run in, so in the hunt is Pittsburgh at five and three, New England at six and four, Charges at five and four. Vegas at five and four. Cincinnati five and four. Indianapolis five and five. Cleveland five and five. Denver five and five. So, and that's down to twelve. The rest, whatever. So, it's going to be tough for those wild card spots. And I think it's probably going to come down to some tiebreakers in the end, probably.
2: Yeah, s- sounds good for another week. We'll see how we go. The uh, the Cleveland flick might fall flat on its face, but time will tell. Yeah, we'll
1: have to look forward to see if that bet gets off out the ground and we'll probably have to film that depending on who loses, but Zach and I are currently looking in a bit of dire straits there with that bet.
2: Hopefully we can make it two from two. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that, Michael. We'll see you again next week. No way. See you next week, boys.
1: All right. And that was Michael again for another week. AFC North is the one that's going to be in hot contention for the rest of the season. Now we'll move on to week 11. What have we got starting with Friday night, oh Thursday night football. Friday morning
0: here. Yeah, Pats v Falcons. Uh, look, Falcons have been a bit of a basket case. You look at them four and five, but you really have no sort of hope of them getting out, especially considering what New England have been doing. We talked about them pretty much all day, so I think they look like the lock here, pretty much. Mac Jones should roll through, but I do like look. Matt Ryan can step up and play quite well, but let's—I don't think it's going to be tonight.
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think the ghost of the past is going to haunt them again after
0: they're lost in the Super Bowl. Uh, They're no chance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rolling into Monday games, I think we kick off with a very nice one, Colts v. Bills. Uh, This looks like, I mean, currently ESPN has Buffalo 76% as winners. I I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that.
1: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. I think the Bills started to click last week. Diggs started to come out of his shell a bit. But, yeah, Colts just always a team that sticks around. I think the Bills get it done at home. But, yeah, look, I guess that's an interesting one to see. The other one that is, Mikkel just mentioned, oh, he was talking to us about before, he might predict that the Lions could beat the Browns. I don't believe that's the case. I think the Browns come out and blow them out after the Steelers
0: had a, the Lions had a close game and a tie. But what do you think? Yeah, that was the Lions' final there, wasn't it? They put it out there and they just couldn't get across. So I think that one will hurt them. Uh, it's it's going to depend on the Browns. Just having a look before, it doesn't look like they have Chubb on the injury list. So and he's so if he's on active, I'd say that's yeah. a good chance for them. Uh, but look, could be a close one, especially the way that the Lions have been playing. They just stick around, don't they really?
1: Yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, one that only caught my eye is probably one that we wouldn't have thought a few weeks ago we'd be interested in, but Panthers-Washington, both coming off big wins, Washington beating the Bucs, Panthers looking good against the Cardinals, Can- Panthers may give himself a chance with Cam Newton and PJ Walker to start pushing for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, it'd be pretty fun to watch, isn't it? CMC's sort of getting back into it as well, isn't he? Could be a very run heavy type game, uh, targeting sort of that weaker defense of Washington, and you just just run packages with Newton out there because he's just that's what he is. He's just a big boy, and he looks like he's just happy to go out there and enjoy himself at the moment.
1: Yeah, I agree. I reckon I'm pretty excited for this one. I probably won't get up for it because it's too early. Uh, looking at the later games, there's a couple of absolute crackers: Cowboys at the Chiefs, Steelers at the Chargers, to round out your Sunday football.
0: Wow, Cowboys Chiefs is gonna be an absolute blinder. Look. I think a lot of people got off on the Chiefs. like, oh, Mahomes is a one-trick pony, whatever. We said this. This guy is good, all right? Yeah, sure. He may not be lights out every single week. That's fine. He's carrying his offense a little bit, and he's probably doing a bit more than he should. Last week, they started to do a little bit for him, and he was able to play out and ball. I mean, he's still through for about 50 times, so they're still leaning on him a lot. This could be one as well. You look up, you come against the Cowboys, who were just intercepting everything and anything, it, it could come down to a pick six again, just like it was out in, when Cowboys played New England.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a cracker. I think it's going to be very high scoring. And Trayvon Diggs could knock himself up another few intercepts, if you, as you've just said. Mahomes has been sort of throwing a few this year. Diggs has been absolutely eating them alive. So that's going to be a cracker. I actually cannot pick this one because, I mean, a few weeks ago I would have said Cowboys are going to roll them, but Chiefs have hit a little bit of form.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I suppose, as you mentioned, Chargers v. Pittsburgh – uh, looking at the injury, Ben Roethlisberger is still out, so I think that's going to lean onto the charges. But you can still coming back. I believe T. J. Watt. Then they were having scans on him this week after the games. So they were a little bit worried about him, but I believe they've come back negative, and he should suit up. Just going to be a matter of soreness.
1: Yeah, I think they're, 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 they've got a few issues on the defense in injury. So if they get TJ Watt, that's good. They're missing Tuit and Alawalu. I think that's what their issue is in the run defense. They really miss those two guys. Chargers, I think I might have seen that Joey Bosa could be out, but I'm not 100% no. sure on that one. If, oh, so he's done? Okay. Yeah. Mm, that makes it very difficult for me. If they had a full-strength defense, I'd probably pick him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I suppose we move into the last game of the round, Tampa Bay hosting the New York Giants. Danny Dimes, what do you think about this one rolling into that?
1: Yeah, no good. I think the Bucs bounce back after a big loss. Brady bounces back and has a ripping performance and throws for three 400 yards.
0: Yeah, they're going to tear him to shreds. Ground, air, everything. They're going to have an absolute field day. I feel sorry for the Giants, but if you want to, learn, if you want to play prime time, you've got to come up against the big boys, I suppose. Yeah,
1: 100%. Speaking of prime time, we, let's get into the college football rankings that dropped today.
0: Yeah, huge one. We're sort of leaning in couple more weeks. I think we've got two more games and then we have yep. the championship round. So essentially three more grading games for those sort of top 10, which we thought was almost a lock, but OU went out. They lost to Baylor. They dropped down to number 13 now. So looking at them, that's pretty, looks like their playoffs are done. Um top four stayed the same we still got georgia alabama oregon osu and then cincinnati michigan and michigan state looking in but the big mover was probably notre dame who sit out and like they don't have a championship game but they look like almost the next in i know cincinnati probably deserves to be but just the way notre dame have been playing of late you think they may lean towards them rather than Cincy.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one because obviously they talk about who's beat who in the record and then they start going into the like, oh yeah, that was too early in the season to tell how good they were and they're playing better football than they were now. And it's Mm. it's such a hard one to sort of summarise and they still seem to somehow do it. If, If Notre Dame win out, I think you'd be very upset if Cincinnati didn't make it and they did.
0: Yeah, it'll be a tough call, and I think that's where really the interesting thing about these top 25 comes for, isn't it? There's some odd picks from some men in suits upstairs. So, uh, look, I think we're looking at this top 10. There's, there's not going to be a two-loss team like we mentioned earlier. Um, we're likely going to have a big 10, OSU, Michigan, and Michigan State all play each other. So I think we want to have a look at Ohio State's run home,
1: yeah, I think we should, because I think this week, probably the only matchup we're interested in for the top four is Ohio State, Michigan State. Now, when we say that, I suppose we're saying there's going to be a Big Ten team in there, but if they sort of knock each other's kneecaps and take each other out of the race by sort of taking a win off each other here and there and someone wins the Big Ten championship that doesn't have a good record, that's the only way we don't see it happening. So what has Ohio State got left? So they've got Michigan State this week and then what's after that?
0: Michigan. Yeah. Okay. So that's. Uh, I mean, yeah,
1: they win out. They're in.
0: Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're you're going back to back nine and one team, nine and one team. So it's going to be heavy at the top. So you've got Michigan State, Ohio State, and then yep. I believe you have Michigan play Maryland this week. So, but yeah, then so. the week after, looking at that, you have Michigan playing uh, Ohio State. And then Michigan State taking on Penn State, who you can't rule out as being a tough game there. So it's, it's going to be interesting one going forward. And then they play a bowl game, so which is likely looking like Wisconsin. So it's a bit of a minefield to roll in for them.
1: Yeah, I think I'm leaning on Ohio State to get through this and take on Georgia. I think they're – I mean, I don't know how Alabama's going to go. They haven't been impressing me as much as they normally have. I think Ohio State, the way they're playing, is the biggest threat to Georgia's title chances.
0: Yeah, I love CJ Stroud at the moment. He's unreal. Like 30 touchdowns and five interceptions. I think he almost leads the league as well. And thrown over 3,000-odd yards or something, it's ridiculous. He's just electric, um, and I think yeah, and they got a good, decent outside running backs and wide receivers and defense that can potentially carry them through.
1: Yeah, and I think I don't know C.J. Stroud's the favorite in the Heisman at the moment, but it's probably not a bad shout if they continue on this trend. To he can sort of put himself in contention to win it.
0: Yeah, you have a like we saw a couple of years ago with Kyler Murray shot into it with mm-hmm. a couple of nice bowl games and. Uh, conference championship games and just shot himself past the others because you've got the stats to lay out for the rest of the year. so look sneaky one on him because i think yeah as we sort of mentioned bryce young looking good uh probably the other ones potentially kyle pickett and i think kenneth walker potentially the only running back sort of floating around at the moment so that's yeah. likely your sort of top four caleb williams we thought was going to be good but he had a stinker and spencer Rattler got back in last week after you <laughs> lost so Poor OU fans, they're pretty fickle. Uh, we feel for Kayla Woods. I mean, the guy is only a freshman, so, but that's their year done by the looks.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's them done for the year. I think we'll ride the Ohio State train this week, see if they can get the win. And I don't normally go for
0: Ohio State, but I think this week we want to see them get through. Yeah, love that. All right, that's us wrapping up for the week. Uh, we will see you next time. Thanks again.
2: Thanks for letting us in your crib. It's been real.